Hello, and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. Today, uh, Amy and I are talking about creative ways to handle book distribution. And let me give this little bit of context by saying that we're not actually encouraging you to consider becoming a book distributor. This is really more about creative places, creative placement for your books. And Amy, you and I were talking about an author that you have locally uh, when we were in the green room. Do you want to tell that story a little bit? Yeah, it's very cool. There is a local now author, but he was a D1 coach for many, many years. And he wrote a book, just a general life success book, advice, things he's learned. So even though he's in the the sporting space, he didn't write it only for athletes. And it's just been so cool to see where he's popped up. I mean, my kids do a bunch of different sports and conditioning and things like that. And they go to this great facility here in town. Of course, the book is there, prominently displayed. They've got it. They support him. It's it's up on their front counter when you check in and things like that. But I've also just, through social media, following different social media accounts in town, even. Um, I actually don't even follow him, but he's done events at breweries. He's done events at so many cool places in town because he understands who his audience is, you know? Right. And it's it's just amazing. He's done such a good job at just kind of being around. And it's like, and I remember him because I've seen him in multiple places. And it's like, that's when stuff starts clicking, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I mean, I think that so to, to clarify a little bit, even to clarify even further about what we're talking about is that I love the idea when authors take the reins and get their books placed in local specialty stores, like Amy was talking about, um, seeing a book everywhere, gardening shops, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, Home Depot, like Ace Hardware, like stores, specialty specialty stores in that way. Not because this is not a we don't like bookstores, we love bookstores, we love indie bookstores, but there are. Uh, there are so many opportunities that I feel like that authors are missing by getting into some of these specialty specialty stores. And I mean, you know, you can, there's really no limit to where you can get your book place. The only limit is, I guess, you know, what you have locally or maybe the neighboring towns, things like that. And let me give you an example. So a bunch of years ago, I wrote a book was it was a romance novel um it was a long time ago I, it, don't buy it i'm not a very good romance writer <laughs> it sounds really awful I'm like don't buy my book um but i had this book so the book was set in a particular town in oregon i had the book placed in restaurants in hotels in um and i literally all i did was i contacted them and again, and other types of specialty stores, I contacted them and I said, would you be interested in taking a few copies and selling them in your facility or store, whatever? And I got a lot of yeses. So in many cases, you can go directly to like these places. Like, let's say, for example, that you have something that is um, about outdoorsy stuff and you live near a big 
um, you know, you live near a big park area with maybe they have, you know, like a trail, like a bunch of trailheads and a store and things like that where they sell stuff. Um, I went to visit some friends up in Northern California um, over Thanksgiving last year, and there's lots of redwoods and they have all these trails. And there's always, I mean, on, on most of the busier trails, there's always a little store that sells stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in some cases, some of those stores may only get their books from specific wholesalers. And so wholesalers are like Ingram. We talk about Ingram a lot. Baker and Taylor is a wholesaler. But there are other very specific niche, I don't know, niche so much wholesalers that cater to some of these specialty stores, like the stores at this, the, the, you know, this big trailhead and things like that. So the first step in getting books into these unique places is call them and ask them, ask them, would they consider stocking your book? Um, Mm -hmm. You are a local author or the book is about or whatever. Now, if you are now to, to talk about this example of these, you know, these redwood trees and this hiking area and this store, everything that was in the store matched the message of the store in the area. So this store is probably not likely to to carry your mystery novel unless somebody got killed in the redwood trees. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like Mm -hmm. you have to have, there has to be some sort of connection between the store, that kind of a store in particular and your book. Whereas if you are, if you have, if you live in an area that has a lot of different types of gift shops, right? That carry a multitude of different things. You could just be a local author and get placement there. Yep. I see that a lot around here. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that authors don't exhaust this option enough because yes, in some cases you may need to get a wholesaler. Yes, absolutely. But not in every case. And it's worth exploring this, especially, you know, I know this podcast is going to land sometime in July and we're starting to think about the holiday season, which sounds crazy, but, you know, it's still 900 degrees in a lot of parts of the country. Sorry, Amy. I know. I had to turn my fan off for recording and I'm slowly melting. Just kidding. (laughs) Sorry. But no, but that's very true. Penny. And I I really like, I don't want to gloss over what you said there, because I think you make a very good point that, you know, you said, yes, you might end up needing a wholesaler or something like that, but why not get that kind of feedback in advance? You know, see what you're working with locally, because we've done shows on distributors and things like that. Definitely look forward if that's something you're interested in, but it's not just a, you know, snap your fingers and it's done sort of thing. It's a process. And so why not reverse engineer it to some degree, go introduce yourself to people, see what they're working with, what their parameters are, and just kind of take notes on what options you have maybe immediately that might take your book, you know, right away. And ones that say, yeah, we really, we work with these places. So if you can get, you know what I mean? So kind of get some Intel going before you go through all the steps and processes to get set up with distributors, wholesalers, things like that. And absolutely. And there's also, you know, the opportunity, which we haven't really addressed about getting books placed in commissaries on military bases, right? So some, we have a military base not far from here 
um, where, from where I live, actually, they have the air shows and it's really fun in September because the Blue Angels come screaming overhead. And I'm always texting Amy and she's like, okay, whatever, Penny, thanks. We get it like every year. <laughs> but they have a very big, they have a very large commissary and they actually have, um, it's, they have an area that is sort of things, different things that are not necessarily grocery related or that, you know, household and books, right? So I know that commissary guidelines have changed over the years, and there are some wholesalers that actually cater to military stores. But if your book has, maybe you're in the military, maybe your spouse is in the military, whatever, or your father was or something like that, if you have a tie um, or and or your book has, you know, something to do with that, that it's a consideration, certainly. And again, there was a time when you could do events on military bases, but that time has long since, I think, come and gone, really. I mean, maybe people who are in the military who have books out can do that. But the yeah, other Gary, is, Gary Sinise can still get his spots on the military. Right. <laughs> Gary Sinise can still do signings on. But here's the other thing, though, too, is think about what do you have locally? So we have the Midway locally, which is an aircraft carrier and it's fabulous. And I told Amy when she comes to San Diego, we're definitely going to tour it. It's amazing. But they have a rather large gift shop. Of course, they have a gift shop. They have a rather large gift shop that has a lot of books. And obviously, they're all military books, but they're not, you know, some of them are about World War One, and some are about World War Two, and they're not necessarily directly tethered to the Midway. So think about things that you have locally that you could potentially place your book in because mm -hmm. in, in the Midway gift shop, like I checked out all of their books. I didn't buy them all, even though I wanted to, but there were fiction and nonfiction books in there. So it wasn't just all about somebody's personal account during serving on the Midway or during World War II or whatever. Sure. There were fiction and nonfiction. It just has to have, so you have to think about what your book tethers to. It either right. tethers to you locally, you're a local author, or it tethers to something specific, right? And that's where you have to get creative. You know, there's yeah. a lot of, when we work with authors on local events and things like that, local bookstore pitching, that's one thing. It's like, you have to be open to brainstorming, mm -hmm. you know, complementary and adjacent interests, lifestyle choices, hobbies, things like that, because none of us are one dimensional. You know, so right. you really have to think about who are my readers? What are their other shared interests? You know, like do your reader profile. What are these people about? And there are going to be other things other than just reading books like yours that a lot of them have in common. Yeah. You know, those are the kind of things like, can you tie those other commonalities to stores or opportunities in your local community that you might be able to capitalize on? Because those matter too. It's just all about the thoughtful way that you construct approaching these places and letting them know you've done your homework and your research. You know, right. I know who your people are. This is why they would love this book. This is why having this book around would be beneficial to you. That's what really makes an impact. It doesn't always have to be that hit it over the head, you know, factor. It's just, can you be creative and thoughtful and let them know that you've done the research? Right. Exactly. And then I think if, once you get that placement, take it a step further and, you know, 
put put this, you know, put it up on your website where to get the book locally. Um, maybe contact your local media to see if they'd be interested in doing a story about you as a local author. And oh, by the way, you can get the book at and then whatever that local store is. And as I mentioned, in some cases, you may have to work through a wholesaler. Now, a wholesaler will have you fill out some paperwork. Sometimes there's a cost to get listed in the wholesaler. Sometimes there's not. But depending on the level of interest from the store, it might be worth really exploring that, especially if you're not going to be a one-hit wonder, meaning if this isn't the first first and only book that you're going to write on that topic, Mm -hmm. you could be building relationships that go on for a long time. And it's a, you know, it's a great way. And so often authors hear this, you know, when I do these talks at conferences, like, oh, I have an aha moment. I hadn't really considered that. Part of the reason why we don't consider that is because we don't, as, you know, as authors, we oftentimes don't get granular enough in our marketing. We think big and broad and, oh my gosh, and I want to be on this morning show, or I want to be on CNN, or I want to be in the New York Times or whatever. I heard a really interesting little factoid that I will leave you all with as you're thinking through this and thinking about creative ways to get your book out there. Um, There was an author who had a feature in the New York Times, print and digital, big feature story, only sold 100 books from that. So, or, and it's a great, like, look, I would never say no to a New York Times piece, period, end of story. I think it's fabulous. But I think it's also worth mentioning that the more creative, the more you can align your book with the with the market, the better served that you will be, as opposed to where we where we were maybe 10 or 12 years ago, where a big media outreach made sense almost across the board. Right. That's a very good point, Penny. There's not that one thing that will be the tipping point anymore. It's all the individual little things. Right. Right. It's all the individual little things. And, uh, you know, as I said, it's also about, I mean, you're what you're essentially doing or what, what we're, what Amy and I are talking about is we're talking about creating potentially long-term relationships with a lot of these local stores. And Amy, you had mentioned, and we've talked about it before in a number of shows about the author who did a signing in your local nursery. And Probably yeah. sold a lot of books, but I would bet you that is not his only book. And he is, he's, he, this is, so this is not a one and done thing for him. I would bet you that he will continue to foster that relationship with that nursery for future books, for this current book and future books as well. Oh, yeah. It's a very cool plant store that specializes that, you know, and a lot of plant stores do this now, it's become very popular, but they've been doing it for a while where they'll help you pot it. They'll help you build a terrarium. They'll help you design. It's really a plant lifestyle store, which I love. And this guy, (laughs) yeah, I know this guy writes in the plant, especially indoor, you know, but how much it improves your life and things like that. And it wasn't, I mean, it was a signing, but it was also an event where you got to, you know, get your hands dirty and take something home with you. And I was like, this is just brilliant. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just amazing. And the event sold out and yeah, you were right. They will absolutely collaborate with him again. And I think he actually had a few different events going on in the Nashville area because 
it had that extra added something, you know, it wasn't just going to be him sitting at a table signing his books. Like there was more to it, but it was simple, but it was different, you know? Right, right, right. Exactly. And that's another opportunity. So, you know, you could not to get too far off of the main track of what we're talking about here, but I've known authors local to me in San Diego who have been, so they'll get carried in um, this one author in particular got carried in a specialty food store, right? Uh, selling um, dinnerware and like Williams Sonoma. And I, it wasn't a Williams Sonoma, it was a different, but then taught cooking classes separately, sponsored by the bookstore. And this was an independent author, right? Sponsored by the specialty store, rather. Sorry. So if you follow my train of thought, so the specialty store had, this book on display, local author, fabulous, sold it. But then you you could sign up, and I'm sure there was a fee associated with it, to take a cooking class from this author for this particular type of, I think she was a pastry chef. And it was sponsored by the by the specialty store. And I thought that was so smart. Mm-hmm. And so, this was not this was not a traditionally published author. So it was so think about as you are hand, you know, as you're looking at doing these kinds of things locally, think about different ways that you can partner with them, right? So back to kind of the trailhead topic and that store that we saw in the Redwoods. I mean, you could give, I would have been so intrigued if an author had showed up there who writes about the history of Redwoods. To talk about that on the trail, like I probably would have stayed and listened to them forever, right? So think oh, yeah. about ways that you can getting the book into these these you know specialty stores, guard shops, Home Depot, whatever is great, but then see if it's possible to take it to the next level, because that's the thing. It also helps to drive people into their stores, and most people, if they're going to come into a store. Like, oh, I saw this book and it's in this store. They're probably going to buy, not just buy the book. They're probably going to buy the book and other stuff. Like this guy at this nursery, I bet you they sold a ton of plants. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) And I bet you, I'm sure Amy, you uh, walked out of there with a lot of them, but we won't. Always. Right, right, exactly. So we hope that this podcast has sparked some ideas. I realize we went pretty far down the rabbit hole with some of the specialty stuff, but it is very much overlooked and definitely something that I think can help to boost whether you've written fiction or nonfiction to boost your book and get you to the next level. Thank you so much for listening. We love reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. So, and we love your feedback. We get show feedback all the time and show ideas. So send those our way. Thanks for listening.